Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of Subcentral Live here on the Voice America Network. Since this is the first show, I wanted to briefly let you know what you can expect from Soap Central Live in the weeks and months ahead. I see this show as a way to really celebrate the genre. Let's face it, we're all listening because we're soap fans. So this is a chance to learn more about what it takes to get your favorite soap on the air. There will be news, scoops, recaps, and I think that the most exciting part will be interviews with soap stars and other special guests. a big milestone show without some crazy technical difficulties. Hey, Soap fans, welcome to a celebratory edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and I want to start off this week again by thanking everybody out there who's listening, whether it's live every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or in the archives at SoapCentral.com slash radio. Without your support, without you guys tuning in each and every week, this 100th episode milestone just it wouldn't have been possible. Without the support of more than 300,000 listeners, Soap Central Live would also not be the number one program on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. So for those of you out there who are new listeners, welcome to the show. At the top of the show, you heard me lay out what I thought would be the mission for Soap Central Live all the way back in January of last year. I'm proud to say that we've held true to that mission and made Soap Central Live a weekly celebration of why we love soaps. Every week when a guest drops by, I try to make sure that we don't get tangled up in the plot intricacies of storylines because I want to make sure that this show is something that anybody can listen to, regardless of which soaps you watch. There's so much to learn about actors and actresses that, you know, that we've come to think of as our on-screen family, and it's been such a pleasure to be able to do that for the past 99 weeks well, this week, we have quite an amazing 100th show for you, possibly with some surprises. Our guest this week has appeared on Days of Our Lives, Guiding Light, One Life to Live in Santa Barbara. Crystal Chappelle is a two-time Emmy winner, once as an actress and once as the executive producer of the wildly popular online web series Venice. Along the way, she's earned legions of fans, some of whom I know we'll be hearing from this hour. And she's also learned quite a lot about the soap opera industry. So I have a feeling this hour is going to be highly entertaining and probably very informative. So what do you say we get it kicked off right now by saying, Crystal Chappelle, welcome to Soap Central Live. Well, hi, Dan. No pressure. <laughs> the entertaining you know, no... part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, it's live. You never know quite what's going to happen. So I've, That's all right. I've learned, I've learned you just sit back, whatever happens, happens, and at the end of the show... It's over, and you can you can move on to the next show. It's the best way to get through life, you know. And congratulations on your 100th episode. I'm really excited that I get to be your guest. So thank well, you so much for that. I'm very excited as well. Uh, when we were planning things out, you know, things happened for a reason. We had some scheduling issues, and it just so happened that we were able to get you here for 100 
And uh, I think that that's probably the way that it was meant to be in the first place. <laughs> Good. Thank you. Well, so one of the things I like to do is I like to poke around and see what people were up to and, and how they got to where they are today. And I was reading your bio and it said that you'd originally studied computer science and then journalism. So how did you end up going from that to being a two-time Emmy winner? <laughs> it's so close to the acting thing, isn't it? Um, <laughs> you know, I... Yeah, you know, I'll date myself. I started studying uh, computer science when they were still punch cards. Um, and uh, I, I, I don't know. I was, I've always enjoyed math and, you know, analytics. And, and so I was attracted to that. But I got quickly bored and moved on to journalism. And I really love writing and, and being creative. But somewhere in the history of journalism and, and writing obituaries, I got bored with that. So... Um, Obviously, I have a, a boredom issue, and uh, <laughs> um, but uh, I ended up uh, auditioning for this repertory company um, at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, just to see if you know to try a play, and got a part in it, and, and which required me to enroll in the school, and I just fell in love with the process of um, of acting. So, and I've been very, very, very fortunate to have a career. Do you think that part of the fact that part of the allure is the fact that, uh, I mean, outside of folks who've been in daytime and played maybe the same role for 40 years and up, you really do have the option to jump around and play different characters, which I guess would address that boredom issue that you've, uh, <laughs> you've mentioned. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm grateful that I had the, the, the journey that I had, that it, the path that, that I took, because it, I did get to play a bunch of different characters and um work with a lot of different people, a lot of different actors, producers, directors, writers, and, um, you know, it, I've learned a lot along the way. So it, it, it's certainly, um, and still do, with every every role that I take on, it's always uh, it's always a study, you know, in, in humanity. So it's, it's uh, I, I love it. I enjoy it immensely. For those of you who are out there listening and want to call in and talk to Crystal, I forgot that I did not yet give you the number, but it's, same as it is every week, 866-472-5788. It is a toll-free number, 866-472-5788. And for those of you who are maybe phone-shy or can't sneak away from work to make a phone call, you can also quickly send us a tweet at Soap Central Live, and we will do our best to make sure that we get everybody into today's show. Now, again, with doing the research, I always thought, Crystal, that your first sort of foray into daytime was Santa Barbara, but... That's not true. You actually started as with a, a brief role on All My Children. Right. Yeah. I played a nurse, uh, Nurse Janie. I think it was um, Nine Lines, and I got to work with Maurice Bernard, um, who was, you know, just as adorable then. But, you know, and he really, I was so nervous. Um, and, you know, just trying, was just so nervous. And he was so nice, you know, and he wouldn't let anybody, you know, give me a hard time. So, I appreciate that. I remember that to this day, that he was very, very uh, considerate. And, you know, the director was a little impatient, and he just basically told him to back off and leave me alone. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, it's one of those great great experiences and great memories with, with a good actor. So what did you know about the world of daytime before landing that role in All My Children? Did you watch any soaps, or is there anything about daytime that you were familiar with? Oh, I was mad. I was, I'm a huge soap fan. I, I, you know, I was the, you know, telling people not to, you know, step away from their desks. You know, they can't you know, to tweet instead of calling because you know, they don't want to get in trouble. Um, I, you know, I, I had chronic bronchitis when I was a kid growing up, so I was home a lot. And I, I would watch the shows, and then on days when I, I knew I really wanted to watch the story unfold, I would start coughing and um, pretend to be sick. And, uh, you know, so I was totally invested from the time I was, I, I don't know, maybe I was 10 or 12, something like that, and um, planned my college schedule around them, like a lot of people did, and, um, you know, it's it, it's just a part of who I was growing up, and my grandmother watched them, um, uh, so, uh, yeah, so I, I, I wanted to act, when I figured I wanted to act, I went, well, you know what, I want to do a soap opera, I want to work on one of those things, so, I got my wish. I I think that if we had a live studio audience and asked for a show of hands uh, about everybody who's fake and sick to be able to go home or stay home to watch a soap, I have a feeling that probably close to 100% of the audience would have their hands in the air. I guess you would be right. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we're talking about soap operas, of course. So one of the things that soap fans have a tendency to know is that soaps every now and again have storylines that maybe are crazier than others. When we think of days of our lives, we think of things like devil possessions. And then there's people being buried alive. Yeah. (laughs) Is that something that that. you could... (laughs) <laughs> is that something you know? that you could look back at and think, you know, hey, only in daytime? Or, you know, do you maybe turn your head and think, wow, only in daytime? No, I, I think I, I thought, it, you know, if it's a well-written story, a well-executed story, I, I don't think it really matters. I mean, it's a matter of taste, uh, you know, what kind of stories you like to, to watch. So some people are going to think it's crazy and others won't. They'll just enjoy it. But... I mean, for me, I, I loved the Buried Alive storyline because I thought this is, you know, I really have to imagine what this would be like, and it totally freaked me out. Um, um, but it gave me something to play, and that's, you know, that's a lot better than just being in a scene and, and not having anything to do or say, <laughs> you know, or, you know, not have some big thing happening, uh, something to sink your teeth into. Those are the scenes that are actually harder to do, I think. Um, but know that the Buried Alive storyline, you know, even, uh, 17 years after, you know, I shot it, 18 years, uh, that's, you know, I would have people come up to me and going, weren't you the, you know, the soap opera actress that was buried alive on the show? So it, they remember it. That says I a lot. Also from, from hearing folks who've called in and talked to the various actors over the past hundred weeks or who just called in to share their stories, those are also the storylines that most people seem to remember. The evil twins, the, you know, buried alive, the... Uh, storylines that, uh, you know, mysterious underground worlds of gold and things <laughs> like that. So for you, what are some of the storylines that stick out in your head as a soap fan that really are some of the most memorable? They don't have to necessarily be ones that you've been in, but maybe as a as a soap fan. Oh, well, I do remember, uh, I think it was Eterna mm-hmm. on One Life and The Old West. And, um, you know, I loved... The, the time traveling story in on guiding light when we got to shoot it um, uh, you know what else what else well I you know and I grew up just loving uh, I loved watching um uh, Susan Lucci's makeup and hair and wardrobe <laughs> <laughs> they had made a little doll of her I would have bought it you know they actually um, did they uh, I, they had an Erica Kane Barbie about maybe 10 15 years ago <laughs> oh see I darn it I missed it um, but no, I you know those are the, those are the things you remember, and you look for those things of, of what the actress is going to be wearing. And I loved you know I loved all of Erica's uh, husbands. I loved how you know she was such a messed up woman, and and I loved it. I loved her modeling career. Um, you know it's 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 all amazing. Yeah, I mean I love that stuff. Well, there are people who love daytime and certainly love you. So we're going to start taking some phone calls from fans. Just a reminder that we are expecting a whole lot of people, so we're going to try to do one question per person. Hopefully, that will uh, allow us to get as many people into this hour as possible. So we're going to head first to South Carolina to talk to Anne. Anne, you're on Soap Central Live with Crystal Chappelle. Uh, hi, Crystal. Hi, Anne. Uh, How are is, you? Yeah, Dr. Gianni. And <laughs> I'm so glad to get to talk with you. Um, I wanted too. to ask you a question about Venice. Um, and I was wondering if the characters are based on real pe- people and um, where you get your story ideas to begin with. That's a good question. Um, some of the situations are based on, on situations that real people have been in. Um, the characters are totally uh, made up, and um, but you, you draw from what you know and um, stories that people have shared with me. Um, when I was doing Italia, I got a lot of... Um, a lot of stories, a lot of feedback, and uh, so I might have borrowed from that. And in, in terms of story ideas, I, I try to just uh, stick with just what I consider to be, and again, it, it all comes down to taste and what you enjoy, um, just some classic soap structures, triangles, uh, love stories, um, and I like a bit of the metaphysical part of it. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and I, you know, and a bottle of white wine. And, and a partridge in a pear tree, and that's how it gets done. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank Anne for that question. Now, do you think it's easier to write what you know than to try to write stuff that you maybe don't know and try to pass it off as knowing what you're talking about? 
I think people will see through that in a minute. Um, if you if you in any way try and uh, create something, and then you and you really have no emotional connection to it, you know, whatever I write, I have to feel. And um, if I don't understand it, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna feel it correctly. So um, and and uh, this season, I just I I wrote story and wrote some of the scenes in the, in the, the teleplay, but I really handed it to people who have a much better sense of dialogue than I do. Um, uh, and I think, you know, they, they sort of took it and ran with it. So um, very, very proud of those writers. When we talk about full circle, do you think that there's, there's any part of uh, your past, we'll call it life studying journalism, that is uh, sort of stepping up and saying, ha, 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 you thought you forgot about me, but now I'm back? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I said to my husband uh, when I started this, that, you know, the acting was kind of my third choice, and um, but I loved, I'm so grateful it worked out the way it did, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad I had that experience, because somewhere in all of that, even though I got bored, um, I certainly had a passion for it, and um, so yeah, it's kind of helping me now to, to understand things a little bit better, and I certainly have a great respect for, you know, my IT team, and um my writers, um, you know, I, I have a better understanding of what they do, but they're, they're still far, far ahead of me. We're going to head back to the phone lines and go to New York. We have Kelly on the line. Kelly, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi, how are you? Hi, Kelly. Hi, um, I just have to admit that I'm a complete Crystal Chappell junkie. <laughs> Oh, okay. um, and I, I wanted to congratulate you on the marathons that you have participated in. Um, okay. And I, you tweeted recently that you signed up for another marathon. Is that half. also a half marathon? Yeah, I've done two. This will be my third half marathon. Are you ever going to do a full marathon? Um, I, I, I never say never. Um, I'm a little, <laughs> you know, I don't run enough these days uh, uh, to... To, to commit to that, uh, I just took a run on the beach. I'm, I'm like at three miles again, so I have to kind of work my way back up. And um, yeah, maybe I'm, I'm in awe of people. Do you do full marathons? Um, I personally don't. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm an all I'm I'm a fitness trainer. The, the, the farthest I've ever run was a 5K, but I'm working my way up. You inspire me to do that. So thank you for that. Good. Um, got I, just, it. I think it's great that you're so busy, but yet you still take time to work on your health and fitness. And um, I just wanted to kind of know, what is your fitness routine like? That's a good question. Thanks for calling in with those questions, Kelly. Thanks, Thank Kelly. You. Um, you know what? I, I get it where I can. And I, if uh, I, I try to go down to the beach daily and, and get some kind of run in and um, do those dreadful sit-ups, um, <laughs> There's got to be a better way. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just something I have to do. Because you know what? It's it's really more about my head. And, um, you know, I've got children and things going on. And it's just a nice break, you know, just to get some endorphins going. Well, that was going to be a question that was going to come up later when we start talking about all the things that you're up to, Crystal. Where do you find the time to get – it seems like you're always doing something – uh, where do you find the hours in the day? I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that, that balance, you know, a, a life at home and a career, and, and they just run out of hours in the day. How do you do it all? Um, I stay up very late. <laughs> I was I was having a conversation with Kelly Moneymaker, who's my music uh, supervisor and editor, and we're we're very similar um, in how we approach our business. And and uh, you know, when we had our lunch to talk about her. Uh, coming on board with Venice, and she says, I don't see if I said I understand. <laughs> just, you know, kindred spirits. So, you know, you, you, you get what you get done while the kids are in school, and but if, if you hear the train, that's my email, just so you know. Um, okay. Uh, and, you know, and then when Michael and the boys go to bed, it, it gets very quiet, and those are usually times when I can um, just sort of go through my emails, and thank God for smartphones. You know, makes things a little bit easier. But then everything follows you. If you take your smartphone with you, you can't get away from it. I know. I know. And I've gotten better at, at leaving my like I, my phone stays in the house when I go to the beach. So I've gotten better at giving myself a little bit of time. 
<laughs> do you look for the phone? Are you have you gotten to that point where you're you're fine with it being away, or do you still look around no, and wonder it. what? I need it, Dan. I need it. I roll over and it's before I even open my eyes, I grab my phone. So um, <laughs> it's terrible. Not my husband. My phone. You see what's happening? Uh, Put the phone on the other side so that way you can roll over and take care of both at once. That is a brilliant idea. I'm going to tell him that and he's going to write you a thank you note. <laughs> well, we can, of course, move on from talking about daytime until we talk a little bit about Guiding Light and Otalia. And I know that this is a pairing that meant a lot to a lot of people. And I remember going to Orlando with Guiding Light and hearing from fans of Guiding Light who maybe didn't watch soaps before. In fact, I'm, I'm sitting here with my uh, Team Otalia pin that I was given down there. Let's talk a little <laughs> bit. Let's talk a little bit about that. Were you surprised by the reaction to the pairing of Natalia and Olivia? I, I was. I think if you uh, ask Jessica, she would say the same thing. You know, we. I was surprised we were we were allowed to do it. You know, uh, it. it wasn't a story that I thought would be told on, on Guiding Light, and it was a, a nice surprise when Ellen Wheeler sat us down and, and talked to us about it. And, um, but I, I, I wasn't sure. You know, there was a lot of change in the show. The format had changed, and um, there's a lot going on for all of us to adjust to, and then we're telling this very slow story, and I wasn't sure how just the pace of the story would be received. Um, and it was it, it wasn't that I... I didn't believe in it. I believed wholeheartedly in the story. I just, it was more about the pacing of it. And, um, but what came from that was just people who really appreciated seeing just that, seeing things grow slowly and, um, seeing their lives being represented in, in, in a way that's real for them. You know, yes, we, we do laundry, we do we pay bills. Um, so it turned out to be such a wonderful, loving, you know, experience. Well, it's interesting because you had said that, you know, if we were to ask around and, and see what people's reaction were, I think that the easiest thing to do would be uh, to say, Jessica Lucia, welcome to Soap Central Live. Let's talk about uh, Otalia here. Hi. Surprise. Hi, Jesse. How are you? Hi, Crystal. What you doing? How's my baby? <laughs> Everybody over here is good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Little you birdie told me girl. to be here and that I could come say hi for a sec or two. So while we have you, you know, we heard uh, what Crystal had to say about what her her thoughts were and and how maybe she was sort of uh, surprised by the reaction. Jessica, what was your reaction to uh, the entire storyline that was Otalia? Oh, that was a it was a it was a huge surprise. I um for both of us. I'm speaking for Crystal now. Um, I know that I didn't have any expectations about it. I was excited about the storyline, but, um, I think we were given kind of a, a vague outline of what would happen. And then we kind of threw ourselves into it and, um, just hoped for the best. And I, it, for me, it was, it was better than I even expected. I, like I said, I didn't have expectations and then it turned into this really lovely thing that I enjoyed so very much. I've been watching some of the uh, promotional teasers that you've done for the third series of Venice, and uh, you would have to be looking at something else completely to not see the chemistry between the two of you. My question that I have is, did you feel any pressure whatsoever in trying to recapture the magic that was Otalia when Venice started? Are you asking me that? Uh, I'll ask whichever uh, we can both, you can both weigh in on that. <laughs> uh I, I felt absolutely no pressure whatsoever. Just kind of a, it, it always feels natural to work with Crystal. So I, it, I didn't even think about it that way at all. And Crystal? No, and I, I, my, my feeling is you can't, um, you can't recapture something that special. You can't, um, you can't try to duplicate it. It had, uh, this new relationship on Venice had to be its own thing. It has to survive on its own two feet. Um, the, the, the fact that, you know, I, I think Jesse and I work extremely well together. Is, is, it just adds to to the new experience. Um, Italia will, for me, always be something that is unique unto itself. Mm-hmm. 
Well, let me, for folks who may be tuning in and, and haven't given uh, Venice a shot yet, that have, haven't checked it out, let's talk a little bit about your characters. We'll start with our special guest here, Jessica, since you were kind enough to call in and, and surprise us. Let's talk a little mm-hmm. bit about Annie. What can uh, viewers expect from your character? What, what has she been up to? And maybe a little teaser of what's coming. <laughs> oh, so many things. <laughs> I always have a, I have a really hard time a- answering this question because I, um, it's hard for me to kind of pin down, you know, everything that happens in the season. Crystal created a huge season for everybody, all of the characters um, this time around, um, and it's just a, a big swirling emotional roller coaster for everybody. There's, um, there's so many really lovely romantic things that happen and and lots of drama and there's heartache and there's all that good stuff before it's just um i feel like this time around it's so much more in depth um that's what it felt like uh, and as you know they unfold we'll, we'll get to see it but um that's what it felt like for me there's a, there's a whole slew of things happening for annie a lot of them good some of them not so good um and uh uh, other than that, I don't want to say too much, but there's just a lot of really cool things that people that really like a lot of drama are going to like. Okay. Before we let Crystal answer a little bit about her character, I've just been told that we have someone on the line from the Netherlands. So let's take the call from Esther. Esther, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hello. Hello, Crystal. Hello, Jessica. Hello, Hi, Esther. Hi. How are you? Very good. How are you? Great. Uh, well, I'm all right. Talking to the yeah. both of you was not really what I expected. So, trying to get my heartbeat back in the control. Yes, I am surprised. Um, so, I had a question, but um, let me see if I can remember it. Um, oh, yes, I've got it. Um, how many? It's a question for Crystal. How many seasons um, do you think Venice will have? Do you have any ideas already, or? It, does it depend on, you know, how long we'll be there? Because we'll be there forever. So. Oh well, thank you. And uh, you know, I mean, I the, the show takes care of itself. It's you know, we're, we're trying a lot of different things. We're talking to uh, sponsors, but for now, because of fans like you, um, you know, the show oh. pays for itself. Um, so uh, yeah, I've always said, as long as I, if that happens, I'll continue to make the show. Um, so it could go on for quite some time, and hopefully I'll do more than one season in a year. All right. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so, so much for calling, Esther. We appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for bringing the both uh, both of them there. My <laughs> night is your mate now. Great. <laughs> <laughs> We've got one other caller, I guess, who'd like to speak to both of you before we, we uh, continue on here. It's Neva from California. Neva, welcome to Soap Central Live. Thank you. Hi, Crystal. Hi, Jess. Well, Hi, since Neva. we're talking about, well, Italia and soaps, I'm Italia69 on Twitter, so you know what one of my favorite storylines on Guiding Light was. <laughs> and I wanted to ask um, Crystal with um, Venice and... Um, the Grove coming up, and all your soap connections, who haven't you worked with that you might be contacting, if you can tell us, to be in future episodes on The Grove or Venice? Um, well, there's so many. I feel like I've worked with a lot of people, and I think I've, <laughs> I've been really fortunate um, to have done that, you know. Um, but I, I certainly would love to you know, work with Stafford and... Um, Nancy Legron. Um, you know, I have some things in mind for them. They don't may not know that. <laughs> but <laughs> when I when I write, I try to write with 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 actors in mind. Um, and uh, that, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. But I would love to work with those ladies. I think they're they're terrific. Oh, great! Um, Happy holidays yeah. to you and Jess and the families. Thanks. Oh, thank you so much. We have a. One more quick Twitter question for Jessica uh, from Dawn, who wants to know what happened to Inez. Where did she go? <laughs> I wish I knew. Dawn. Uh, you know, Inez kind of served her purpose and then went on to babysit for the rest of her life, um, is my understanding of it, unfortunately. I, you know, I have no idea what would have happened had the show, you know, gone on 
but um yeah she she was there for a while and she had her time and then she was she's in her apartment kind of <laughs> being um you know domestic in her sense that's my shoes. specialty you know <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, I, me... I hear she was mentioned quite a lot just you know just for babysitting purposes that's usually a sign. That's usually a sign when they mention your name. Hopefully they bring you back. But I guess, of course, with One Life to Live, unfortunately having rap production, that's uh, yeah. not a good thing. No, that's not good for anybody. That's let true. me quick rewind and let Crystal answer the original question I had set out before we were getting international callers here. Can you tell us a little bit about your character on Venice for folks who maybe are thinking about checking it out? Gina's just a mess. Um, uh, seasons one and two, she's uh, not accepted by her father as, as uh, an openly gay woman, and uh, she's built her whole life around her career and has enormous uh, intimacy issues. So she tends to um, uh, mess things up quite a bit. And um, but in season three, um, you know, something happens which. Uh, takes her away from Annie a little bit. You know, we'll see them interacting in flashbacks and, um, you know, they're, they're going on separate paths for a little bit and, um, and then uh, there's a surprise that pops up in Gina's life, uh, something from her past, and um, which she's, you know, grappling with and ends up uh, befriending uh, Stella, who's played by Dot Marie Jones from Glee, and... Uh, their friendship kind of grows a little bit, but she still is a good influence on Gina. She grounds her a little bit. Well, I know that, Jessica, you uh, only have a few more minutes with us, so I figured I would do something that we tried a couple of weeks ago. It worked that time. Hopefully it'll work this time, too. Uh, people come into our lives for for different reasons, and they say that we learn something from everyone in our lives. Jessica, what have you learned from Crystal Chappelle? Oh, I'm supposed to pick one thing. <laughs> And I mean, I mean that honestly, because when we were at Riding Light, you know, I was pretty new to the whole thing. I was new to daytime. I was new to, to being involved in the storyline where it was kind of, you know, a front-burning kind of character, or however you term it. Um, so I was new to all, the, all of that, and I instantly um, kind of looked to Crystal to the way she worked and, and her demeanor and... Um, what she knew about daytime and, and the material we were being given and, you know, how the storyline could go and all of that information, um, I would just kind of soak it in because I, I trusted her immediately. I know how smart she is. And as far as the business end, I mean, there's no one smarter. And she's also, you know, become a, a great friend. She was a great emotional support to me. Um, so I learned from her how to kind of, you know, Throw yourself into what you're doing and trust it, and um, and actually have a really nice time doing it. <laughs> it you're sweet. You're very sweet, Jessica. You, she's a very smart woman, and um, you know, uh, she learned. You were great. I would never have known that you didn't have that kind of experience because you just picked it up so quickly. And um, wow. and the, the wonderful thing about working with Jessie is that um, uh, she's just so darn funny. And would just make me laugh. Um, uh, and she's, uh, I know you're the, funny. No, you're funny. No, you're the you. funny one. You, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it, it, we just, we, we got along great. And it's just nice when, you know, you can work with someone and, and, and they're hitting the ball back to you and, um, and, you know, just a beautiful soul. So it, it I was just very fortunate. To have her yeah. Well, Jessica, I want to thank you so much for calling in as a surprise oh, for Crystal. To, oh, no. I'm, thanks for having me. I wanted to come say hi. And, and Crystal, I'm so proud of you and Venice. And um, I hope you're doing well. And I send you big love. I love you. I love you back. I love you, <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Bye. 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 Now, Crystal, we talked uh, a little bit about, sort of got around to uh, the online aspect of Venice. I, of course, everyone knows, run an online business, so I'm always fascinated by the way that things work. We've heard a lot in recent weeks 
about the uh, so I guess the supposed failure of moving all my children in one life to live online. Do you think at any time in the future the internet will be a place where original full length uh, programming that people are used to seeing on television can actually move there as opposed to programming that is designed specifically for the web? Well, I, I think things are ever-changing. I um, I honestly don't see any reason why uh, One Life and All My Children can't work on the web. I, I, I think that even on the network level, you know, we've seen throughout the years they've had to you know, make cuts, budget cuts, um, it's had to change in order to survive for as long as it has. Um, I know this season our episodes run anywhere from 17 to 38 minutes and um, without commercials. So 17 minutes is about the amount of content that a show like The Bold and the Beautiful uh, shoots. Um, so, it, you know, I think they are full length. I think it's just that people are watching them without commercials, um, and that can change too. Um, but... Uh, uh, I I I think there's you know if we keep adjusting and keep keep our costs down and I, I'm speaking both to network and to the internet uh, it's a viable place for for shows to be. Do you think that I know that for Venice it's a subscription model and there are other uh, web-based soaps that have chosen not to go that way. Uh, do you see the internet as being something where? Obviously, people will pay for stuff that they want to see. Is that the way that you think things will be moving forward? I, I think the goal, you know, if you can ha find, you know, ad buys, that's fantastic. And and you can. There there are more and more companies who who want to reach a more global audience, um, and they can do that uh, through the internet. Um, it's still not, in my opinion, the money that you're going to get. Uh, from uh, ad buys on, on network television. Uh, so you still have to keep your costs down. Um, it, and originally, we, were, we set out to create a dual platform of sponsorship as well as subscription. But two years ago, even two years ago, there weren't enough people willing to do that. Um, uh, so the subscription for us was the only way to cover the cost of the production. And I'm just grateful that we've been able to accomplish that. And now at this point, I, you know, we're, we're branching out in the company. We have our music and uh, cosmetics and um, uh, other things, um, a commercial department. But it, it, these, it's really been these fans um, paying the 9.99 uh, that's covered the production costs. Um, so I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that the internet will continue to evolve. And yes, there will be lots of. Um, Lots of content, and you may have to pay for some, and, and some no. But uh, for us, it's the only way we can we can get it done. Is there anything that you know now, as you've entered the third season of Venice, that you wish you knew before you started the first season? Oh, sure. Um, you know, uh, we were we were taking doing research and taking numbers. Um, uh, for example, we were told that you know viewers would only their attention span for the for the internet or web, a web show would only be about six minutes long, and so we kept our, our episodes very short and to you know, find out that people were willing to sit longer. Um, you know, on average, people hang out on our site for 33 minutes, um, so that's a big deal that they'll sit for that long and watch a show. Um, uh, just the technical part of it, we didn't, we weren't expecting the traffic, uh, so uh, that we got, so we we crashed <laughs> over and over and over again. That's a good thing. One. I mean, it's a bad thing, but it's a definitely yeah. a good thing. <laughs> it's a good problem. It's a good problem. But you know, when you're when you're going out and asking people to pay for something, they need to have a, a mostly user friendly experience, and that's something that we really focused on season two and ended up with a 99.9% .9 success rate. So that, you know, I tell my IT department, you're, you're 50% of the success, the success of this company because I, I can't do that um, and maintain it. And, um, uh, yes, yeah, so a lot of different things. There, there, I, I've made loads of mistakes, <laughs> loads and loads, but you do learn from them. So, you know, it's, it's, I'm grateful for the experience. I've looked back at some of the designs of SoapCentral.com over the past 17 years. I've made some mistakes as well. <laughs> and I, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it, there is something to be learned. So we're going to head back to the phones and go. Uh, we're going back to New York. And Tanya, Tanya, welcome to Soap Central Live. 
Hello? Hello, you're Hi. on the air with Crystal Chappelle. Oh, my God. Hi, Tanya, how are you? Hi, Crystal, how are you? I'm really good, thank you. Oh, my God, I love you, Crystal. And I love Aww. I love what you do. Um, I Oh, my God, I want to, like, wish you, like, continued success. Uh, happy holidays to both you and the cast members of uh, Venice, your family. Thank you. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> this is your chance We're, to ask your burning question. Do you have a question, Tanya, that you'd like uh, to ask? You know what? I have, like, tons of questions, but, like, um, I don't know. I was just listening, and, and basically everybody was asking, like, questions that I had. So um, I was kind of on hold for a while, so I just kind of went with it. Everybody, you know, I, I heard all the questions, and I heard all the answers. <laughs> so okay. I really really wanted... <laughs> I'm Where sorry. in New York are you? Actually, I'm. Uh, I live in Massapequa, which okay. is on Long Island. Uh huh. Yeah, I've like been to the island. Maybe an hour from the city. Yes, that's. I know where you are. Okay, are you coming Beautiful. to New York anytime soon? I was just there in uh, in November. I had such a wonderful time. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know when I'm coming back. Oh, okay. Um, all right, I did have a question. I think somebody might have asked this, but I'm not sure. Um, are you, I, I know you said, like, you, you, you um, for the, the Venice, uh, the cast, you, it's usually, uh, I guess, people that you've worked with before. Um, I was just wondering uh, if you've heard of uh, Tracy Dinwiddie. Have you ever heard of her? I haven't, no. Who is she? She's, uh, she was in uh, Elena Undone. I don't know if you've ever seen that. No, but it's familiar. It's very familiar. Well, well, I think she would be like an awesome character. I don't know. It's just an idea. Let me check it out. No, I I appreciate the idea. Well, thank you so much, Tanya, for calling in. Okay, thank you. Love you, Crystal. Love you, too. Thanks, honey. There's a lot of crystal love, not just here on the show, but on Twitter. Uh, I, I can't even keep up with all the tweets, but we have a couple of uh, Twitter questions for you, Crystal, and some Twitter statements. We've got uh, Superman fan 85 is sick and couldn't call in, but wanted to say Aww. happy 20th anniversary of the Bo and Carly Mayan wedding. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now, That's very sweet. Mayan wedding. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Twenty years ago, I think I may not have been watching Days of Our Lives at that point. Let's talk a, um, a Mayan wedding. What are yeah. we talking about here? You know, those those were the beautiful days when there was money for remotes, and um, <laughs> a bunch of us went down to uh, Cancun, Mexico, and Chichen Itza, uh, where the the pyramids are, and um, and Bell and Carly were. There was some big thing going on, and Victor was pretending to be dead, and so. Um, uh, anyway, they cleared up the mess, and then um, Bo proposes to Carly, and they end up having this wedding. And we, we were allowed to actually climb to the top of the pyramids, where you could wow. just see everything. It was it was breathtaking. It, it's a very spiritual place, anyway. So you know, especially being able to go all the way up to the top of the pyramids, it was amazing. But yes, they got they got married, and um, and the, you know, Bo and Carly just a really really sweet love story. And uh, you know, I had a great time playing it. Really great. We have a question that Carla is asking on Twitter that uh, I'm going to ask and then and take a, a separate approach to it. She wants to know if there is any chance that Susan Flannery might appear in front of the camera on a future episode of Venice. And I'm wondering, since she likes to do directing, is there any uh, possibility she may do something behind the camera for Venice? Well, she does, she directs her show. Susan okay. is one of um, one of four directors, and she's fantastic. You know, um, each director uh, comes to the table, and I'm I, I'm one of the four, but I'm like really more of a student. I'm a pupil of the other three. That's how I look at it. Um, so all three of the directors that I brought in, Albert Allard, Karen Wilkins, and Susan Flannery, have completely different styles, and um, so there's a lot for me to learn from each of them. But she, Susan has a, a brings a wonderful depth to her scenes, and um, uh, so yeah, and, and I, you know, I, she's going to be on the behind the scenes. That, that I think is the closest I'm going to get her on camera because I think she enjoys being behind the camera. Um, 
you know, I kind of joke about it, and she just looks, at, gives me a look and starts laughing. <laughs> so I'm not quite sure what that means. But uh, I, I, for now, I think she prefers to be behind the camera. Okay. And, gosh, we have more international questions. We have uh, Michelle from the U.K. wants to know, where do you find your inspiration when you're writing? Oh, um, you know, I, 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 it's for me, it's one of those things that uh, I'll either start talking about a lot with my husband. He's a really great uh, sounding board for me, and, and he offers me ideas, and um, uh, and I'll just sort of go off and keep talking, and or I'll, I'll sit down at my computer and just start writing and see where it takes me. And you know, thank God for that delete button. Because um, not all winners, folks. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it's uh, you can't really answer that. I think it's more just you know, life experience. And I, again, I, I think back to Bill Bell saying, you know, there are seven real stories to tell um, and different ways to tell them. And uh, you know, I just try and stay with the sort of a close uh, classic soap style. That's mm. you know, it's what I've enjoyed growing up. And we have uh, Karen from Brisbane, Australia. Uh, I actually love your Twitter icon, Karen. Uh, she contacted us on Twitter to say that she's a fan. So I'm guessing you know we had uh, from the Netherlands, we had Esther, we had Michelle with a question from the UK, now Karen from Australia. You've probably garnered a lot of international fans through Venice. Uh, it started with Otalia. Um, uh, it, it started uh, people making uh, clips. Uh, music videos, really, actually really talented people. And um, uh, so it just sort of went viral. Uh, and uh, from what I understand, there was a, a course on Italia being taught at some university in, um, in the Northeast and um, in women's studies. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it kind of took on a life of its own. So that's where people, I think, got a sense of, you know, Otalia, and then we were able just to take some of that and, and put it into Venice. And um, because we're, you know, an internet show, people uh, can watch us, and that's really terrific. There's a bunch of other general questions here, just quickly. Um, Damn it, Lynn, I love these Twitter names, <laughs> wants to know uh, will we ever be able to watch Venice on the iPhone or iPad? Um, that is on my list of to-dos. Uh, you know, the first thing I'm trying to do is to get the shows translated and um, um, suitable for the hearing impaired. Uh, it's something that I, you know, have gotten behind on, and I, I really want to try and offer that to them for the DVD. And at some point, we will look into, um, you know, being able to watch it on the iPhone, etc. Um, you know how Dan Lynn got her name? No. Um she was Lynn 512 because that's her birthday. Um, and but she and she's like an amazing supportive person you know, of the show. And but she's also she she'll tell you she'll ask and she'll tell you and she'll stay on you and say I want this and I want this. And I just started responding to her on Twitter. I said, Damn it, Lynn, I'm doing it. Damn it, Lynn. <laughs> Damn it, Lynn. <laughs> so this is uh, she took on the name, which it just makes me laugh. Now I'm thinking, everybody on, on Twitter tells me when I'm up tweeting at 3 in the morning to go to bed Dan. I guess I'm going to have to change my Twitter <laughs> handle to go to bed Dan. That's it. Go to bed Dan. Go to bed Dan here. Oh, well, you know, we'll see what happens. Well, now that we're, we're talking about things that you can do on the Internet, I'd imagine that there are more freedoms that you have in creating story for Venice than there might be available on, uh, you know, creating stories for daytime television. What are some of the things that you've been able to do on your own that may not have been possible if this were a, a televised network soap? Well, in all honesty, part of uh, part of what inspired me to create the show was just that that freedom. But it came from um, my my frustration at. Um, you know, being on Guiding Light and being in this beautifully well-told love story of Italia and not being allowed to kiss. Um, the, cub, the two women were never allowed just to have a simple romantic kiss. And I, I would try to kiss her cheek and I would try to... Yeah, it just... It was it would get cut and I, it was just very... So I, I guess to answer your question is that I wanted to represent, you know, a group of people in an honest way and certainly all people kiss. So... Um, 
you know, that, that was, uh, that's the freedom that I have. I don't have somebody saying, cut that scene and you can't do that. Um, we have the freedom to be as provocative as we want to be. Um, uh, and it's, I, I like to keep things very tasteful and, you know, beautiful and, and seductive, but, you know, I, I so we, we don't go too, too far, but we certainly have that freedom. And a lot of, I don't even write with profanity. I very rarely write with profanity. That that's something that comes out of the actors. <laughs> so, um, you know, and if it's if it's real and in the moment, you know, it's that then it stays. So, there is a lot of freedom to it. It's actually a lot of fun. In these freedoms, uh, of course, there are probably other ideas that pop up, and there have been a lot of other uh, folks who've tweeted in wanting to know uh, more about the other series in the works called The Grove to see if there's any other projects, uh, web series that you might be creating. So as much as you can, this is your opportunity to spill and tease people with what you have uh, sort of in the pipeline. Uh, what's next in the pipeline is The Grove, and it's it's a smaller, uh, um, earthier version of uh, a web serial, and it really tackles you know, my upbringing in an Irish family. Uh, it's the morning hands in the Kincaid. It's very much, you know, Ryan's hope meets uh, Dallas. You know, it, it, it's got sort of um, it's a lot of family dynamics. It's a lesbian couple that, you know, got married during that small window of time in the state of California. Um, and it's uh, trying to have a baby. Um, uh, but it's really about these families and um so we're, we're planning on shooting that in April, May, and rolling it out next summer. And then sometime next summer, um, I'm shooting a show called Welcome Matt, which is more of a, a one-camera a, a sitcom type of show. Uh, and uh, we'll just try and roll these things out and then another ep- uh, season of Venice after that. So well, when you do, I hope that you'll be able to come back here and talk about everything on Soap Central Live. Thank you. It is, uh, we are just about out of time, so I have to thank you, Crystal, for stopping by. The hour went so quickly, uh, but I'm glad that you were here with us. Me too, and it's such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, you're welcome. Of course, everybody, I'd also like to thank our surprise guest, Jessica Lucia. Be sure to check them both out in the third season of the Emmy-winning web series, Venice. You can check it out at venicetheseries.com. There's also a great online shop there. You can pick up some fun merchandise from Venice for your uh, Venice fan on your holiday shopping list. Of course, uh, I want to thank everybody out there again for tuning into the show. And I'd also like to take this opportunity to do something that I don't always get to do and thank the men behind the curtain that help make this show run as smoothly as it does. My engineer, Justin, Ryan and Michael in the host services department, and my executive producer, John. If you're intrigued by what you've heard today and want to check out some of the past episodes, you can do so at any time for free by visiting SoapCentral.com slash radio. There you'll be able to download or stream all 100 episodes of Soap Central Live whenever you'd like. Next week for show 101, we've got the Young and the Restless's Michael Muni dropping by. That's going to be another great show, and I hope that you'll all be able to join us then next Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, for another edition of Soap Central Live. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want to know what's going on?